Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Glad you could join us. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, we praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name, O Lord God. We thank you so much for this day that we have, O Lord God, and we shall rejoice and be just so happy to be alive among the land of the living, O Lord God. And we pray that as we go about listening to your word today, O Lord God, that we shall receive your word. I pray that Holy Spirit will minister to every single listener that is out there, O Lord God. Open their eyes and ears that they may see and hear and most importantly, understand your word and receive it, O Lord God, in the name of Jesus. I give this time and this space, O Lord God, entirely over to you, O Lord. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far or an evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And I hope that you've had a peaceful day and are having a peaceful evening. Because so many times in this present day and age with so much going on, it's so easy for us to lose our peace. Amen. It's so easy for us to lose our peace. Many times we wind up saying to ourselves and maybe crying out to God, oh, Lord, where's my peace? Where's my peace? Why can I not feel peace at at this time and place? And what is peace? What is peace? Well, Miriam Webster defines it as peace is a state of tranquility or quiet. Peace is a state of tranquility or quiet, such as freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions. That's according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary. However, the Bible, however, goes much deeper in defining peace, as we want to talk about today, because it's very important for us children of God, us Christians, to, to always be at peace, regardless of what is going on around us. The Word of God tells us about three types of peace, as we're going to talk about today, three types of peace. One is, is peace from God. The other is peace with God through Jesus Christ, and the other is the peace of God. But the question is, again, how do I find this peace? Well, let's go to the Word of God as always. The the, uh, Bible is our manual for life. So if we want to know about peace, let's go to the Word. And why don't we start by going to uh, Romans 1. Romans 1, and we're going to start with verse number number 7. Romans 1, verse 7. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, we are saints, by the way, according to the word of God, we are saints, not someone that's been dead for 500 years and has done, uh, I don't know what, three miracles or something, whatever that, that criteria is. We, according to God, are saints. That's us, born again believers, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, underline that, and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So here we see the first mention of of where it says there, peace of God, okay? And with that, uh, I want to go to, after that, I want to go to 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, and and chapter 1, Corinthians chapter 1, and verse 2. 
And we see again here, we see again, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, called to be saints again, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace be unto you, and peace from God, underline, peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, now we see reference to this thing called the peace, the peace from God. Now, if we go finally, uh, for right now, go to 2 Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 1, and verse number 2, okay, and verse number 2, and it says, grace be to you, grace be to you, and peace from God. Again, underline peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be to you, and from the peace of God, our uh, from the peace of God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, here we see three times the term "peace from God." It says, you know, to all who call upon Jesus, the apostle gave this usual greeting. Okay, gave his usual greeting, desiring on their behalf the pardoning mercy, the sanctifying grace, and the comforting peace of God through Jesus Christ. Sinners can have no peace with God. Sinners can have no peace with God, nor any from him, but through Christ. Okay, the only way a sinner can begin to have the peace from God is for them to come to know Jesus Christ and to ask Jesus Christ into their lives. Okay, short of that, there is no peace for the sinner, according to the word of God. The second peace that I want to talk about is the peace with God, the peace with God. And with that, let's go to Romans, Romans 5. Romans 5 and starting with verse number 1. Romans 5 and starting with verse number 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. Underline that, please. Peace with God. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Underline that, please. We glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Okay? So it's saying there, there that not only we glory in tribulations also. So that means that even in tribulations, even in tribulations, we should be able to find peace. We should have peace, okay? All right? We should have peace. Uh, because it says, say, working patience. Tribulation does indeed works patience because it indeed teaches us to be patient in the meantime, knowing that God is working on whatever that thing is that's troubling us. And the knowledge of the fact that God is working on that thing that is putting us in a state of tribulation, that God is working it, that we should have peace, even though there's a trial or there's a challenge going on. Verse number six says, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. At one point, we were the ungodly. Okay, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man, uh, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 
And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Okay, so here we see here that there's a peace with God. The second peace is the peace with God. A blessed change takes place in the sinner's life when we become a true believer. Okay, when you became a true believer and you asked Jesus Christ into your heart and to come into your life and to take control, there was a change that took place in you. You are justified and being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Being justified in faith, we have, pay, uh, we have peace with God. The holy, righteous God cannot be at peace with a sinner while under the guilt of sin. All right, simple as that. The holy, righteous God cannot be at peace with a sinner while under the guilt of sin. Justification takes away the guilt and makes way for peace. This is through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him as the great peacemaker, the mediator between God and man. Amen. Okay, so there it is. When you became a born again Christian, you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There was a change that took place in your life. You were justified. You were made righteous. So therefore, you have the ability to have this peace with God. You have the ability because you're no longer that sinner. Amen. The sinner cannot receive peace with God. As simple as that, because God cannot look upon that person while he is in the, in the midst of sin. Okay, so he cannot find that peace. The third piece, the third piece, and if you will, I won't say the most important, but there's really something that is really worth spending some time on and thinking about is the peace of God, the peace of God. And it's that it's that inward peace. It's that inward peace. And that inward peace is experienced when we have given all of our anxieties to God. Okay, and this is very, very important because it is hard for us to have peace when we are experiencing anxieties over everything. Amen. So let's go to Philippians four. Now, we've been here before, so I'm sure these scriptures will sound familiar to you. Philippians four. And we're going to start with verse number one. Philippians four, verse number one. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for my joy and crown. Stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Okay, underline those two words, stand fast. God wouldn't say stand fast like this, which he has repeated in many, many cases about stand fast, stand fast, because he's telling you to stand fast, to hold on, to be, to have you have your feet firmly planted and rooted in him. Okay, okay, in the Lord, stand fast in the Lord. That means don't be wavering. Don't let the devil sway you. Don't let the circumstances of life uh, knock you off balance, so to speak. Okay, we need to make sure that we as Christians always we're standing fast and being strong and not just so easily toppled over by the by the uh, the darts and the wiles of the enemy that he tries to throw our way. So he says, "Stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Eudotius and beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord." And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Okay. And it says all. It doesn't say rejoice in the Lord sometimes. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And we should always be rejoicing, try to rejoice in the Lord. Regardless of what is going on, it may, you may not feel like rejoicing when you're up to your eyeball and struggles and whatnot. But rejoice in the Lord knowing, <clears throat> knowing that he is going to bail you out, that you indeed, he has, he is the source of peace for you. Okay? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Moderation here means conversation. Moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be careful for nothing. Now, this is the scripture I'm sure you, you, you remember. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, underline, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, so keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay? So when it says there in verse 6, be careful for nothing, being careful means like you're not carrying cares for anything. Okay? Be careful for nothing. Carrying, that means like you're focusing on it and you're to the point of stressing out over something. Remember the word of God said to cast your cares upon him because he loves you. Okay? He cares for you. He loves you. God loves you. Be careful for nothing. You know, if you've got a burden on your shoulders, it shouldn't be there. This is the first step towards you receiving the peace of God. You can't have that peace if you're carrying a burden or if there's something that you're caring for, that you're worrying about. And it says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, prayer and supplication, and supplication is when you're asking for something, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay, so in your prayers and you're asking for God, you also pray with thanksgiving. And we all have something to be thankful for. Every single listener out there, I'd be very, very surprised if there is not one time in your life that you cannot remember that God really, really got you out of a scrape, got you out of a mess, or God blessed you with something unexpectedly. I mean, there is so much for us to be thankful for, for God. You know, we should be thankful for the mere fact that God gave his only begotten son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may be set free from the dominion of darkness and sickness and death, that we may have life eternal. Thank him for our salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's so much to be thankful for. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. So keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, all right, so that's the criteria in the first place. Don't care for anything. Come to God with thanksgiving in your prayers, okay, and give it all to him. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, okay? So when we've got these troublesome things going through our mind and we've got thoughts of failure and, and this is going to go wrong and that's going to go wrong, we need to replace those thoughts. We need to replace those thoughts. And what can you what can you replace them with? It says there, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. One of the things that I do when, you know, when I'm having troubles and I'm, these thoughts are trying to, devil's trying to bombard me with thoughts, you know, I think about life in eternity. I think of where God is going to, to have us into eternity. You know, I think of, of the future that God holds for, for me. You know, not only the future that God holds for me in heavenly places, but here on earth because God is my father. Okay, so I focus on those things. I focus on how wonderful it's going to be because God's going to take me out of this mess. God's going to going to going to turn this situation around. Okay, while I am still here on this earth. Okay, so you dwell on the things like that. Things, things. It says, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, any praise, think on these things. Think on the good. There are many good things in your life. Think on them. 
If you're blessed with having a wife or a husband and children and a family, and you're blessed with a job, you're blessed with a house over your head, you're able to eat, especially in these economic times. You're able to get gas, especially in these economic times. Thank God for that and think on those things. Don't be dwelling on, don't be dwelling on the negative aspects that the devil wants you to dwell on. And it says, those things which you have both learned, received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Verse 10 says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now and at last your care of me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I have learned whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. This is another way where you can maintain God's peace. Amen. Whatever state you're in, to be content in that. Okay. Remember that you're breathing you're alive. God is caring for you. You are a child of God. Okay. So maybe you don't have, you know, nine zeros in your bank account and whatnot, you know, you know followed by a number, of course, not just nine zeros, because nine zeros is still zero. Amen. But you have a bank account, a plentiful bank account. That's great if you do it. But if you don't, that's okay too for you to be content. Amen. Amen. that's the whole thing. So many times we as children, of, we even as children of God, you know, we start worrying about and striving for this and that. And that. Now, there's nothing wrong with, with, with some ambition. There's nothing wrong <clears throat> with wanting to get ahead on your job. There's nothing wrong with wanting to enlarge your bank account to have a nice house, a nice car and so nothing wrong with that. But when you focus on that and when you worry about that, you know, worry about you, you, you're not achieving it within your timeline. Okay, then that brings in stress and anxiety and it robs you of your peace. It robs you of your peace. Okay, so Paul says that he, he, he said he says that uh, um, uh, not that I speak in, in respect of want, for I learned that in whatsoever state I am, therewith can be to be content. Okay, so be content wherever you are. I know both how to be abased, he's saying, not not doing well, and I know how to abound in doing well. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So underline that. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can do all things. You have Jesus Christ. And he will give you the strength. He will give you the strength to, to, to conquer whatever is going on in your life. God will give you specific directions. You know, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. In the meantime, don't worry. Don't worry, because if you give it to me, then guess what I'm going to exchange? You give it to me, and guess what I'm going to give you in return? You give it to me, and guess what I shall bless you with? I shall bless you with my peace. I shall bless you with my peace, okay? And then when you try to stand and you say, well, Lord, how is that going to happen? How can I do A, B, and C? How can I get out? How can I get His peace is going to be a peace that is beyond your understanding, okay? That's the important thing for us to get out of this message. God's peace isn't subject to our minds and our thinking. Okay. All right. And so it goes on to say here in verse number 14, notwithstanding, you have well done that you did communicate with my affliction. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of, sm of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. 
but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Underline that, please. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So God will supply all your needs. That's enough to give us some peace right there. And God knows what your needs are. God knows what you're, what you're low on. Okay, God knows that you need so-and-so, you need this, you need that. God knows that, and God will supply all your needs. So when you start worrying and start stressing out, how, 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 where's it going to come from, what, 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 remember that my God will supply all my needs, okay? God will supply your needs in terms of healing, okay, in terms of finances, in terms of being able to get through these times that we're going through, okay? Needing protection in these times, God will supply your need. He will encamp ministering angels around about you to keep you safe from harm seen and unseen and going and coming, all right? Okay, so remember that, 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 that you know, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Knowing these things and understanding these things and capturing these things and getting them deeply planted within your spirit will help you to get that peace, get that peace of God. Now unto God, verse 20, now unto God, now Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus. Again, saint, obviously, these are the people, the followers of Jesus. isn't talking about some select group who have been deemed saints. This is saying, salute every saint in Christ Jesus. That's us. You are a saint. Get that into your crawl, according to the Bible. The brethren which are with me greet you. All the saints salute you. Chiefly, they that are of Caesar's household, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 So we see that when we have the peace of God, our problems, whether big or small, do not cause anxiety. Choosing a life with worry, even if the problem is small, will do nothing but lead you to distress. Worry causes your problem to only get bigger. Worry only causes your problem to only get bigger. Problems appear smaller with the peace of God in your mind and in heart. When you are shaken, when you are unshaken, I should say, when you are unshaken by circumstances, your circumstances are not the center of your life. Okay, see, that's key. Not to let your circumstances, these things that are going on, be the center of your life. Okay, do not let them be the center of your life. You keep on going, you keep on acting, and you keep on doing what you must do because in your life there is the peace of God. Okay, so you've got this thing that's going on. You just don't stay in bed and have a pity party. You don't stop eating. You don't stop washing your face and combing your hair and brushing your teeth. You get up and you go to work if that's what you have to do. You get up and you go to school. You get up and you do. You get up and you do. You get up and you do whatever is your normal uh, uh, stride of life. Amen. Amen. You don't sit back and have a pity party. You don't wallow in that negative circumstance so that it becomes the center of your life. God's peace that will come upon you surpasses all understanding. It does not come from your skills. Okay, The peace I'm talking about does not come from anything that you can do. It does not come from our skills. You do not produce it. You do not produce the peace of God. Okay, It is not the result of something you can do by some natural exercise. Okay, you can't get up and you say that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, you know, for 30 days straight. Then I'll get the peace of God. No, 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 it's not. It's nothing that we can do. It is not the product of something that you can learn at school. And it does not come from friendships, although it is very important for us to have healthy relationships around us when we're going through difficult times. 
Okay. When you're going through difficult times, try and surround you or uh, around yourself with people, you, you know, that, that, are, that are believers. Okay. You don't want to be surrounding yourself with people that are unbelievers or non-believers because all they're going to do is add to your stress because they're going to make negative confessions to you about what's going on in your life. They're going to give you all the, all the wrong, all the most bad uh, information and, and advice, and you don't need that. You need to surround yourself with like-minded people, like-minded Christians, believers, so that they can encourage, so that they can even remind you at times the very scriptures <laughs> that we're reading here today about the peace of God, okay, and how to handle your situation by giving it to God. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so, so we have to we have to to remember that 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 we need to surround ourselves with good people. This peace that we're talking about is exercised through life in the spirit. It's exercised through life in the spirit. It is the absolute confidence that your life is in the very capable hands of God. Okay. All right. It's exercised through life in the spirit. And by you, you have to have this absolute confidence that God has you in the palms of his very capable hands. Okay. All right. That will help you to experience the peace of God. If you don't know that, if you're not sure about that, then what's going to happen is that the devil is going to keep whispering in your ear. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to say. This is what you need to find out. Call this, call him, call her. All right. You have to rest knowing that I've given this burden to God and I know that he is going to take care of me. Okay. It, it, it is resting in his faithfulness and not depending on your particular skills or strengths. If there's anything that you could do, then you wouldn't have this particular thing going on in your life as it is. You wouldn't be in this negative situation. It was something that you could do. You'd have fixed it a long time ago. But obviously, if you're struggling with something, if you're not having the peace of God, then that means that you're still wrestling with this thing yourself. You're still trying to get this thing in a chokehold. You know, you're still trying to, 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 to stave it off instead of you relaxing and knowing and trusting that you are in God's hands and knowing that he's going to take care of you. Okay. The piece that I'm talking about, by the way, it's not a logical piece. It's not a logical piece. It, it, it is not a logical piece, but it's one that surpasses logic. It goes beyond logic. It means that a psychologist might go crazy analyzing your situation despite their years of training and education. A psychologist might go nuts just trying to analyze and figure out what it is, why you're not experiencing this peace. Okay? The peace of God, it's not a logical one that psychologists or psychiatrists can figure out. Because a psychiatrist or, or, or psychologist will tell you no reason you should be peaceful. If you're being stressed out because of so-and-so and so-and-so, this is what you need to do. And the psychiatrist will say, you need to do this. You need to do that. Okay. Already. Okay. Not realizing that it isn't anything that a man can fix. Okay. And then when that peace comes upon you, the psychologist will say, well, it doesn't make sense why you should be peaceful. Okay. You're in the verge of bankruptcy. You're in the verge of losing your house. You're this, you're that, you're that. And yet still you're at peace. There's no reason that you should be peaceful. Because they can't figure it out. It surpasses logic. It surpasses human understanding. They might not understand how a person going through your circumstances could remain in peace because they just don't get it. God's peace does not come from human beings. The natural mind does not understand it. Tranquility and difficulties only comes from something that God produces. Tranquility and difficulties only comes from something that God produces. The peace of God will stabilize your soul, guard your heart and your mind and your emotions. 
Remember that. In the midst of this difficulty, whatever it is that you might be going through, it only comes, the peace can only come from something that God produces. It's his peace. The problem is that our soul, the mind, our soul, the mind betrays us since it reacts to the circumstances of life. The soul, the mind is accustomed to always being in charge. Okay. Whenever there's something going on in our, in our, in our hearts, in our lives, the first thing that we do is we react according to our mind. This is why the word of God talks about renewing your mind and getting to the point in life where it's our spirit combined with the Holy Spirit that guides our actions and our thoughts. But the mind is so accustomed to just being in charge and dictating our actions. Something goes wrong, the first thing you start thinking about, how can I fix it? Who can I call? What email can I write? What text can I send? The mind starts dictating <clears throat> your reactions. Whereas the mind is not, is not what needs to be governing our lives. We need to be walking in the spirit and let the Holy Spirit guide our reactions and our thoughts. The mind is accustomed to being in charge. The soul tries to produce reactions of sadness, depression, and fear in the midst of affliction. Okay? So the first thing the mind starts doing is it wants to right away give you fear. You get a negative uh, piece of mail or a negative phone call or email or something like that. The first thing the mind wants you to say, oh, boy, you should be worried about that. Oh, boy, you better get upset about that. Oh, gee, this is not good. This is not good. This is what the mind does because it's accustomed to being in charge. We need to change that by making sure that we're walking in the spirit. Okay. All right. However, you know, these reactions uh, uh, take us into a state of anxiety and stress, which then confuses our heart and mind, making our lives chaotic. Okay. So when that mind of ours gets in there and starts dictating the response, you should be fearful now. You should worry about this. Then this brings the anxiety on in our lives and the stress and brings chaos into our lives. As a remedy against perplexing worries, constant prayer is highly recommended. That's a remedy. Constant prayer. Not only established times for prayer, but by in, in everything by constant prayer. Okay? Prayer is highly recommended. Not only established times, it's great if you can get to the point where you say, I, I don't know, choose the time, you know, 7 a.m., 5 a.m. or whatever, 6 p.m., you know, whatever is the time according to your daily schedule, you, you know, that you make an established time for prayer. And the Bible, of course, talks about always praying, constant prayer. You can pray while you're doing the dishes. Like I've said before, it doesn't have to be an elaborate prayer. We don't have to do these and thou's with God. You can be doing the dishes. I pray in the shower. I mean, you, you, you know, you can pray at any time. You're working on the car, you know, you, whatever it is, you can always find some time to pray. There's plenty of things God wants to talk to you about. The Lord knows now in today's age, there's plenty of things we need to talk to God about. There are plenty of things in everyone's lives, yours, mine, that we can certainly spend time in bringing to God with all that's happening these days. Amen. If you have children, particularly, you should be in constant prayer, particularly to protect them for what's going on in the school system. I won't go there. That's a whole separate sermon unto itself. Amen. 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 But, but have those established times and, and then have a, 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 a always have in your spirit that you should be praying at all times. Have those, make sure that you know that prayer to God is your line of communication. And in those prayers, we need to include thanksgiving with our prayers and supplications when we're asking for things. Not only seek supplies of good, but by thankful, 
but being by being thankful for the mercies that you've already received. Don't forget that. That's very important. You're going to God with something and you thank him and thank him and you praise him for everything that you have. You know, we take so many things for granted in our lives. You know, the very breath that we take, every heartbeat, we just take it so for granted. Thank God we don't have to stand up and or sit where you are and say, okay, heartbeat, take another beat, take another beat, take another beat. Breath, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath. I mean, God just designed us so beautifully that there are so many things that we just take for granted because God takes care of those functions in our bodies. God gives us every breath. God gives us every heartbeat. The ability to see, to hear, to taste, to smell. I mean, there are so many things in life to be thankful for. Going far beyond just having a big bank account. So have those prayer times and have your Thanksgiving tied into those prayer. God needs to be, God needs us to tell him of our wants and desires. He wants us to, to let him know. He's not a God that is just a standoff from a distance and, and say this, that, and the other, and, and how holy thou art. You know, God wants to be in our lives. He wants us to bring to him the things that are troubling us. God knows what we need, but he wants us to come to him and to say, Abba, Father, Daddy, this is what's coming down the pike, or this is what's going on. He wants us to do this. He tells us to do this repeatedly in our words, in, in his word. He knows better than we do what it is that we want and what we need. You see, and the wonderful thing about God is that God will always give us what we need. He may not necessarily what we want, because some of the things that we pray for are not the best things for us. Some of the things that we may pray for may not be the best things for us, but God will always give us what we need because he knows what our needs are. He wants to know that, 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 that we, we value his love and that we value his mercy. And that we have dependence upon him. Need to have dependence on him. The peace of God, the comfortable sense of being reconciled to God and having part in his favor, having a part in his favor. And the hope of the heavenly blessedness are a greater good than can be fully expressed. Amen. It's a greater good that can be fully expressed. This peace will keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. It will keep us from sinning under troubles. When we have troubles and things going on, it will keep us from sinning and from sinking under them. Okay. That's the thing. We want to not be sinking from anything that comes into our lives. We don't need to be totally, totally devastated. It'll help to keep us calm and have an inner satisfaction knowing that God is on the case, knowing that God is with me. You need to personalize that, that God is with you and knowing that. The peace of God guards our soul. It guards our soul, guards our mind, and protects us so our condition and circumstances do not govern us. Okay? The peace of God guards our soul and protects us so our conditions and circumstances do not wind up governing us. You don't want what's going on, whatever negative thing is going on in your life right now to, to, be, to be governing your life, to be guiding everything that you do. You don't want to build your life around the circumstance. You want to keep moving forward knowing that God is with you, that God will guide you, that, that, that you can give that circumstance to God. It's in his capable hands that he will take care of it. That will take the burden off of you. And in exchange, God will give you his peace. There's a peace that goes beyond the understanding of psychology or what human beings can do. It is a, a piece that we will never be able to fully understand. And you don't need to worry about understanding. That's the wonderful thing. All you need to do is to want to experience it. 
If I'm at peace, regardless of what's going on in my life, I'm not going to sit around or stand around saying how, how come, why am I at peace? I've got this. I got no money in the bank. I don't know where I'm going to get this or that. Yes, though, I have some peace that I know that it will be supplied. Why am I feeling happy? You don't get into that because the more you start digging into that, then your peace is going to disappear because you'll be trying to figure it out. And the word of God says that it's a peace that passes understanding. So just receive it. Just receive God's peace. Just receive it. Let him give it to you. He wants you to be at peace. Let him give it to you. Start with that today. Don't put it off. Don't put it off today. Start praying to God and start giving your burdens to God, whatever it is that's troubling you, and receive the peace that he wants to give you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope this message was a blessing. And if it was, why don't you pass the link to this um, website on to someone else? We can be found at www.genesis1.sermon.net, www.genesis1.sermon.net. And if you look in the page, in the top of the page there, you'll see a subscribe button. Press on that subscribe button, subscribe button, and you'll be notified uh, when these sermons are made available. Amen. Uh, We're also on YouTube, Genesis One Christian Ministries. And of course, we have our Android and our Apple apps, which can be downloaded from the respective uh, app stores. Okay. And on the website and on the apps, all of these messages can be downloaded. The video portion or just the audio portion can be downloaded free of charge. Everything it's free of charge, no cost to you. And uh, and play these, play the, use the apps when you're in the store. Or I, I use them when I'm shopping with my wife and I know that I'm going to be in the store a long time. I'll just go sit in, sit in the waiting area there and I'll put in my hit, my um, earphone and uh, play back a message. I listen to my own messages. Amen. 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 So praise God. I, I pray you are blessed. And uh, again, consider passing it on. God does not want anyone to perish. So there may be someone in your life that's a loved one, or there may be someone in your life that is giving you a hard time. God wants them to know of him also. Okay. So pray about it and pass it on as the Holy Spirit so guides. Praise God. Let's go to prayer before we close. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your word on peace, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. We all have things going on in our lives that we're struggling with, that we're wrestling with, O Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we should always remember to come to you in prayer, to come to you in prayer, in prayer with thanksgiving in our hearts for the many things that you've done for us in the name of Jesus, O Lord God. We just thank you. You are an awesome God. O Lord God, we just come to you this day and again. We thank you, Lord God. We will always Pray for your peace, O Lord. Let your peace just descend upon us. Let us remember to give everything unto you, everything unto you, because you are a very loving and a very capable God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, and we praise you. We magnify thy most glorious name in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. And all of the church said, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Go forth this day and be blessed. And remember always that Jesus is Lord. I sing praises to you.